man. What a game last night, dude. This is awesome, man. We had, what, a, what a way to get back to things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had one of the, the best rookie preseason duels we've ever seen. We might ever see. We will ever see for sure. That first half, um, it was something else. And a lot of well, hype coming in, but it lived up to it and then some. It was uh, at halftime. Let me think here. It was 81 to 74, bro. Think about that. Halftime score, 81 to 74. Um, it was insane. I mean, it truly was insane. What do we see from Chet that got us so pumped up, bro? All right. First of all, preseason game. I know every, like, unintelligent person in, in the NBA will say preseason game. Don't get uh, too excited, right? Um, but the thing about it is is that it's it's the hype train right now. You know, like, not to get too excited about a preseason game that we get to see Victor versus Chet play against each other is like, you know, saying, like, taking you to a strip club and say, whatever you do, don't touch the titties. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's impossible, man. Like, you got you got to compare them, at least. You got to look at them and say, damn, like, that was a hell of a night. Like, Chet, 21 points, nine rebounds, two of which were offensive, right? He had one assist, one block. He shot two for two in three-point range. He shot seven for ten from field goal and five for seven from free throw. Like those are outstanding stats, man. Like for a first game and only playing 16 minutes, man. Come on. And we Soak were hoping, that shit. We were hoping for a taste of a, an elite rivalry. And man, did we get to see some, a little like extracurricular shit out there, man. Like there was the headbutt that Victor laid on Chet and Chet ended up mm. with a bloody face. And then for some reason, Victor decided that headbutting somebody was a good reason to like stand over someone and flex. But whatever, he did his little flex thing, which is funny to watch him flex. Chet didn't appreciate it, so Chet gets a chance back. I don't remember exactly the sequence, but he gets an and one, so he flexes pretty big, right? And then there's the, I don't know, what was that, dude? The, the clothesline, legs, what happened there where, where Chet ended up on his back and Victor was um, acting like he didn't do shit? Well, I mean, I, I think that's what happens. What's up, when, Lonnie? What's up, Blake? What's up, what? Um, um, yeah. Man, I got to be careful with this because, like, the reality of what, what happened was is I really think that we saw um, a direct correlation to exactly what happens when people start talking shit and they don't really know what they're talking about. Let's just be honest. You know, like, um, when, the, when the San Antonio Spurs fans started coming around and saying, we, we said Victor's going to get injured and all this other shit, you know, right? I like it was just noise like we never said any of that shit we never we just said that if he doesn't protect himself if he doesn't learn how to get stronger in certain areas I mean he's a 19 year old kid of course we're gonna say shit like this you know but dude there was that, that one level it was that, that one level play. got amped up that what we saw last night was not a normal game because of the what I believe was behind the scenes and being set you know all those San Antonio fans all the Karens out there they're all like oh my god oh my god oh my god repost 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 and you know that this shit's gone in front of these players. You know it. You know that these people are like all around saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These um, last storm dudes are idiots. Look at what they're talking about, Victor. So you know that Brady. amped it up. You know, as much as I say, I don't want to have any, you know, correlation to that. But it, it, it happened. You know, like as much as we want to say it didn't happen at this moment, like Victor is pissed off about that. And he should be. You know, like people are, in his opinion, talking shit about him. He should be able to stand out there and say, fuck Oklahoma City. I don't even know where Oklahoma City was on the map before I started playing for the San Antonio Spurs because 
That should be his reaction. I just wish I had brought up Britney Spears, but anyway, we'll we'll move on and we'll we'll just like rock without. God, how did we forget to bring up Britney Spears, man? I think we we should all just that move on. That was a on. layup, man. We fucked Dude. that shit up. But honestly, though, let's talk a little bit about Victor because I think everybody wants to hear us talk about Victor. Um, cool. His game is outstanding. He has some good passes. Um, there's some elements to his game that are really really good. But I have this question in my head after that game where I th- I'm thinking, like, obviously his size is elite, right? And he's very mm-hmm. athletic for his size and all that. But what does he do on the NBA court right now that's really at a high level? And after that game, like, I know it's just one preseason game or whatever. But, like, it seems like his biggest strength is, like, the, shooting the three. Like, he likes to shoot that three. Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. I was just laughing because I was about to say his biggest strength was the cherry picking. Cherry picking. He got down. I mean, whether it's you want to call it getting down the floor, I felt like he had three or four steps on anybody else that was trying to get down the floor because he recognized the ball was in the air. Instead of rebounding, he got down the court. Which again, that's guard mentality. Like I I I can't I can't hate it. I don't hate guards, but when you are standing at seven foot three and you take yourself off of the offensive boards or off of the defensive boards, you know, for a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder, you're gonna fucking feast. And Chet feasted last night. He had two offensive boards in the 16 minutes. You know, if he had played 30 minutes, he would have at least had five offensive boards. Because you can't play defense like that where you're not crashing the boards in the NBA. I, I get it. In the in the French League, by all means, cherry pick all you want, right? Four versus five. It works. But in the NBA, they'll learn how to pull that shit back out and make you suffer for it. So, like, right. you know, right. and we got, what, two steals off of the trying to go fast break over top? So at that point, it didn't really work for them. They got one. We stole two. All right. That's what I wanted to hear from you. So let's get back to what we like about Chet. Um, let's talk about specifically. Oh, and I want to say, Jaden, before any more, Mark, Jaden, uh, real fast here, five rebounds for the eight-foot dude. All right. Well, f- five rebounds, and he only had one rebound while Chet was out there. Chet comes out of the game, didn't play the second half, and the second that Chet's not playing anymore, he picked up four more rebounds. So, like, that just shows you, like, they did not want him rebounding against Chet. They did not want him going up against Chet. So, like, <laughs> honestly, this is, for, for Victor, like, he's, prob- he's probably the most hyped rookie. Like, you can even go back to LeBron and be like, well, it was dude, LeBron. LeBron was like, so hyped, dude. I he, remember he that. was. We were he high was. schoolers, bro. I, I know what you mean, but, like, media is at a different stage right now. Yeah. And, and hype means a different thing right now. And I just feel like for where Victor's at and stuff, for... You know, this this entire situation, um, what I appreciated so much about what Chet did was he came out and he was like, this is like, I'm a hooper, right? I yeah. play hard every game. It doesn't matter if it's a summer league game, if it's a preseason oh, game. It was brilliant. Right? So he comes out there and he just balls, dude. And what I appreciated the most about the game was the fans in the arena responded to that. Yeah. They, I mean, it was the loudest I've ever heard a preseason game. and. Yeah. They were freaking out. And I just feel like this coming season, I just want to say, like, I can tell the fans are taking on this mentality, this personality, mm. where it ain't your grandpa's Thunder team anymore. No, it's not. And, and, and one of those guys that really showed out last night, I feel like he played 18 minutes. That's J-Dub, Jalen Williams. Yep, yep. We got to um, give him so much love. He didn't necessarily he balling, you know, shoot very well. Like, he shot one for four in three-point range. He shot four for 12 in field goal and three for seven for free throws. I think that's a lot of game jitters. But what he did was, I want to say for six minutes, he took over. He took over in such a way that 
Like he put a ton of points on the board. I think he put uh, eight points up on the board. Put back um, dunks. Just like just yeah, passing the ball, assist, like rebounding. I mean, two offensive boards during that time. Like he was doing so much. It was like, holy shit. And there was a difference between the first, you know, I would say, um, you know, eight minutes that he played in the last six minutes or the first 10 minutes in the last eight minutes. You know, like there there was a massive difference. And to me, that's what I've been saying about J-Dub. He's different. And if you take out the jitters, you take out all that other stuff that comes with it, I think you see somebody that puts up 20 points in that 18 minutes easy. Hmm. I agree. There was a sense to me during that span that was very similar to the summer league, which was kind of like why he, he played himself out of playing this in the preseason. Oh, yeah. Like he's so geared in, like the only reason he needs to play in the preseason is to get everybody else acclimated with him. He doesn't need the experience right now. And like, he showed that in one game in the pre in the summer league. Like, and I don't know what he's been doing, Yeah, but he's been working. Like he, came back in the best shape on the team. And I mean that. I mean, he really came in like looking like an NBA freaking superstar, dude. Yeah, and and, and it goes back to when we say that we believe this team is going to be um, special this year. You know, we've, we've consistently said this is a top four team in the West. We believe so. Um, and we didn't really care about any of the trades that are going to be happening between now and then either. Like, we just felt like this is a top four team in the West. And a lot of people just don't see it. You know, a lot of people think that we're, you know, way, you know, too premature on this um, thing. And, you know, one of our buddies, um, Vic from over all things basketball, if you haven't checked out his podcast, guys, go take a look. Um, He's, you know, doing a Western Conference outlook and he's talking about the teams that are going to be uh, um, above or below. Get to the Thunder and he says 45 and he says above 45 wins. But and then he goes on to talk about you and I, Mark, and about our fan base and about we're super fans and all that stuff and just saying that's a little bit prematurely. Um, my thing about this is that every single time that I talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder and this is too soon, it's always somebody on the other end saying that this team's going to win plus 45 games, right? So for me, I keep on stopping. I'm like, okay, like if this team wins 53 games, this is a top four team in the West. Hmm. So if they're saying plus 45 wins are they saying 46 and stopping no they're saying 47 48 wins so what's the difference between 47 wins and 48 wins and 53 it's five games and i'm saying that this team is better than a lot of people realize and it's going to be proved by those five games and that's it man there was a stretch we had a couple of stretches of really good basketball last year but there was one stretch in particular um right right after the new year beginning of january We went on the road and it just, I still remember like the energy around it. Mm. And I have a sense starting, starting right now, starting last night, this energy is going to build to a fever pitch. It is. It's going to run really for a lot longer than that one. That was about a three to six week pure rush where... (sighs) Like three weeks of great basketball, six weeks where we were like on the verge of like we were sometimes playing great and sometimes weren't we weren't sure what we were gonna get. But I think it was like we won five or six games on a road trip, and then all of a sudden, like that was when we let everybody know that we were for real because that road trip should have put us in a spot where we were outside of the the playoff race. And we came in and I think there was a big win at Boston there. Um yeah. there, there was so much going on and I'm just like I'm locked in, bro. Like that's what we need. We have right to now. be. We're it's super crazy. fans. 
Like, guys, if you're with us and you're understanding what's happening with the Oklahoma City Thunder, you're a super fan. So, so why are we sitting here and saying the cap is here? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I don't understand these other podcasts that are, that are double downing and saying 43 wins or 44 wins, but we want to see more. You know, I, I hate that shit. You know, like, I want to see more. So I'm going to speak it into existence instead of sit there on my asshole and saying, guess what, guys? I'm hoping we win more than 43 games. No, fuck that shit. We are going to win more than 43 games. We are going to win more than 48 games because this team is special. And that's that. I mean, we can sit here and we can pull anything else we want out. But the reality is, is that you look at Chet. He was the biggest piece we were missing last year. Missing on rebounding, offensive boards, the defensive impact in the inside. Like he was everything we were missing the most last year. You plug him in. And you get Shea better, you get J-Dub better, because we've talked about the developmental aspect of each one of these guys and how they're getting better. You put all that in together, and how can you not say that this team is going to win 7 to 15 more games than they did last year? You know, how, like, how can you not say that? And I say 15 because if we win a playoff series, we have a chance to win 15 more games than we did last year. Mm. And, and, and that's something we have to look at. We have to circle and say this is a possibility here. You know, I'm not trying to just, you know, I, I'm a super fan, man. I want this. Dude, I, I want it too. And I'm ready to say it, dude. I think, honestly, when you look at the depth we have, when you look at our youth, when you look at a player like Shea, who's clearly first-team All-NBA MVP candidate, you got like a guy like Chet, who's a you know, rookie of the, rookie year, of candidate the year candidate and defensive player of the year candidate out from the beginning. You've got J-Dub, who could already be in the candidate for uh, most improved. Um, Josh Giddy, who has got a chance to, you know, over the next couple of years, lead the league in assists and, you know, continue to improve every element of his game. Like, honestly, at this stage right now, we have the best team in the NBA. Like, there's a lot of reasons why people are like, oh, no, we're not. We're three years away or whatever. Like, I get that. Like, our game, like, needs maturation. The Like, Coach Degnall and the team, the, it needs time, right? But yeah. standing where we are right now, because of the youth we have, like flat out, there's no other team that has a brighter future and is also in the middle of something that's really good right now. Other teams like, like, oh, we have a bright future, but nothing good now. Or they have something good now, but they don't have a bright future. Like we've got both and we're going for it. Nine players, guys. That's what separates us from the rest of the um, teams out there. Nine players. I'm not talking about our starters. I'm talking six through 15, man. Those nine guys are the difference between us being a 500 team and us winning many more games than 500. And it's as simple as that. Kenny Hustle, Mischich, Jack White, JRE, J. Will. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. There is no stopping it. Even Trey Mann, the way he looks with his haircut out there, hell fucking yes, guys. Like, this is a team that is destined for, destined for greatness. Whether or not we want to be on that side of saying that this is it, this is or this isn't, I think it's quite obvious where Mark and I stand. So we appreciate you guys. We will be back for the another next game coming up here pretty quickly. Join us for it. We don't show the game, but we are the commentaries to the game. We will make you guys laugh, and we also smoke, drink. It's fun. Join us. We appreciate Unk for joining us. Nicholas Dedman, what's up, guys? We'll see you guys next time. Can't wait.